This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash K Kersey. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndiePolitics.org. It's a place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the state house is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it can seem like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. That's why we want you to bookmark IndiePolitics.org. At IndiePolitics.org, we bring you in-depth comprehensive coverage of the big issues faced in Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better. It doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit. IndiePolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program. Well, we've got breaking news today. We've decided to try to be timely for once on this show. Uh, we're going to talk about the Republican uh, uh, roads funding plan, and with us to do that is a man who's been sworn to secrecy until, what, 1.30? Is that 1.30 right? this afternoon. Yeah. Our, we could not talk about Our it. good friend, uh, the one and only Abdul uh, Hakeem Shabazz, better known as Abdul. Uh, so you were telling me about this. I didn't know this even existed. It's called an embargo? Yes. Uh, and this happens uh, quite frequently. Uh, for example, the governor's state of the state address. A lot of times we will get a preview of what the governor is going to talk about in his address, some of the things and uh, highlights he's going to feature, and then we'll have an opportunity for some Q&A uh, with the governor's staff. And part of what it does, it, it sort of serves, it's, it's, it serves mutual purposes for all parties. Right. Number one, it helps us in the media start writing our things a little bit early so we're not, you know, trying to write as soon as the, the governor gets done. We sort of know exactly where to focus on particularly for our individual stories. Number two, it helps our... This is like customer service. Yeah, it helps our friends on the other side of the fence, you know, sort of try to highlight, maybe put a little bit of spin out previously. Right. It's like, hey, well, you know, the governor's going to be talking about this thing or the or the speaker's going to be talking about this or the senator's going to be talking about, about that. So these sort of briefings are not uncommon. Uh, when the city of Indianapolis, before they do their budget, you know, for the past eight, nine years, mayors have traditionally had a budget briefing like the day before the mayor would do or unveil right. the budget. Like I said, it is. It's, but, but part of the deal, then, is you can't post it until a certain time. Right. Part of the deal is we everybody keeps your mouth shut. Okay. I mean, we can talk about it informally, but you don't start writing, you don't start posting, you don't start doing anything until after a certain time. So, because our show airs at night, and then the agreement we have is you have the information, I can't post this until 2.30, but you're going to give us the information. Right. Yeah, okay, very good. Okay, so uh, so I'm knowing things I'm not supposed to know right now, right? I'm a... Uh, I'm going to be privy to, uh, you know... Um, you're, 
you know, like the Masons, the free. I'm like a Freemason. You're, you're, not, you're not necessarily Freemason, but let's just put it this way: the citizens of Hendricks County are all being informed at the same time. Okay, excellent. So, uh, and we'll just leave it at that. This was what the House yeah. road funding plan. Yeah. House- Did, didn't they already have a road funding plan? Well, there's there are two things. There's a road funding plan, but there's also your budget. Okay. Those are two kind of sort of they're 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 just going to sound weird. They're they're the same, but they're different. Okay. How, how's that for government? Yes, that speak? sounds like a government yeah, thing. Government speak is and your road funding plan is part of your overall budget scheme because road funding is all appropriations. Okay. And what lawmakers did was starting last week. They made a significant change in the state road funding plan. Yes, because we complained. People like me were very angry that they're not using all the sales tax on gas towards roads, right? right. That's the change. Right. That is the, that is the major change. Now, here's what's happening. Uh, an amendment was made to take all these – because the way the sales tax on gasoline works is about $0.07. Cents. Right. And right now, two cents, and $0.02 cents of the sales tax on gasoline – Goes towards Rose infrastructure. The rest goes into the general fund. Right. Now, please note, that is not this. I have to say this every time. The sales tax on gasoline is not the same as the gas tax. Right. Those are two totally. All the money that are levied in fuel taxes, those go toward Rose. Right. This is like the sales tax that's on anything you buy. Yeah, on this microphone, this yeah. computer, this board, my recorder. It's why I don't buy new things very often. I don't want to pay taxes. Mm-hmm. That, that's apparent with your wardrobe today. <laughs> <laughs> so I so I, I feel pretty accomplished right now. I just wanted to complain to complain, and I got something done. Is that right? Well, you haven't got anything done yet. You what you what you have is is a situation where uh, a lot of people said, okay, you know, we want all the sales tax on gasoline to go to gasoline and not to the general fund. Right. So Republicans said, all right, that's fine. We just did that. So instead of and actually it was it was going to happen. It was going to go over a three to four year right phase in because that did the, the sale the portion of the sales tax that does not go toward roads is about three hundred million dollars a year right or six hundred million dollars over the two year budget cycle which is how Indiana does sure yeah budget. by biennial budget right yeah so in order to make that shift and do it in one year lawmakers had to go find three hundred million dollars in the rest of your budget now right. the question is you have to couple different ways you can do this um do you take it from schools do you take it from prisons you know do you take it from economic development do you, do you take it from dnr because well dnr's got a lot of waste so i'm saying well, we start there well actually your, your biggest chunk of your budget is your schools it's yeah. k through 12 and it's also higher ed that well is, and we know how i feel about that right that is 62 percent you know 62 percent of your budget yeah so the question was always going to be okay do republicans you know, do, the, do you just basically take that $300 million a year and just do it proportionally? 62% will come from here, 5% here, 4% here. And what did they do? 3% here. Well, what was unveiled at 1.30 this afternoon is what Republicans did was they, they kept in their budget proposal that shift in the sales tax on gasoline, which is, once again, about $300 million a year. Now, what they did the more I think about it, is a lot like what they had proposed last year. And I, I ask the audience to, 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 to forgive me because this is a little complicated. I want to make sure I don't get ahead of myself. Well, not everyone can be as smart as you. Well, that, so it's very tough. That, that's true. So somebody's too damn smart for my own good. <laughs> Found out lately. People trying to get me fired for all my jobs. And Gosh, if, you, if everyone could just be as smart as you. Anyway, carry on. Yeah. Um, so when House Republicans said, hey, we're going to shift the sales tax from all the sales tax to roads. The question was, we asked Dr. Tim Brown, the chairman of the Ways and Means Committee, actually who is Crawfordsville, not just 20 minutes from here. Sure, yeah. You know, 
where is the money? And gonna, he's a doctor. Yeah, where is the money going to come from? And what Dr. Brown said, we were figuring that out, but what our priorities are going to be was we will fully fund our schools and education. We will maintain our, our, sur- our reserves and our fiscal integrity, and we will you know, continue to maintain the state's healthy financial setting. So we're like, okay, that doesn't give you a whole lot of room to play with because if 62% goes to schools, you know, this goes to your reserves, and this is maintaining your fiscal integrity, what do you do? Right. Well, here's what the House Republican plan was that was unveiled. This morning. Now, we should have a drum roll effect in the background here. There we go. Yes, yes, yes. Breaking news. Yes. Yeah. The breaking news is there is a dollar increase in the cigarette tax. Oh, okay. Well, I don't smoke, so I don't care. I'm being a good a good citizen, right? Exactly. It doesn't bother me, so there you go. <laughs> now, now the, okay, well, some people might be asking. No, you me, smoke, though. I mean, you're, a, a, cigar, you're a cigar I'm, person. I'm a cigar person. Right. This is just cigarettes. So this won't affect you either. No. So we're good with it. I'm just good with it either way. Okay. But even better with it now. So... So some people may be wondering, all right, Abdul, help me out here. What does that dollar increase in the cigarette tax have to do with road and road funding? Right. Well, okay. Here's where we get complicated, so everybody just kind of follow along. Okay. $300 million was that gap we had to fill, because that $300 million that used to go into our general budget is now going to our road funding, which is what everybody wanted. Right. So now we have a $300 million, technically a $300 million gap. Well, guess what? There's money in our general in our general checking account that we use to pay for Medicaid yes. services. The, and they expanded Medicaid, right? This was what some people had a beef with, like me. They expanded well, this, well, Medicaid. This, well, this has nothing to do with the Medicaid expansion. This is money the state was already okay. expending on, All right. on Medicaid. And actually, the way Indiana did the Medicaid, we could do a whole show about that, was actually the model the perfect way to do it, because it actually encourages people to not get sick, so they aren't using the services All right. as much. So, <clears throat> what the state did was said, all right, we were, $300 million is gone. we got to find 300 mil. Hey, look at our Medicaid account over here. We're spending X, Y, Z, hundreds of millions of dollars a year out of our general budget, not what we get from the federal government, and Medicaid dollars. Well, tell you what, <coughs> pardon my cough, getting over the flu. How about we take $300 million or $287 million, whatever the dollar amount is, out of that we normally spend out of our general account on Medicaid, and we'll put it back over here into our general revenue fund. Okay, so now we can continue to do schools and maintain our fiscal integrity and all this other stuff. But you got a $300 million hole over here. Okay. Well, not anymore. Because guess what? That dollar increase in the cigarette tax will basically generate about $287 million bucks. Now, is the theory on this everyone hates the smokers and so nobody will object to the tax increase? The theory is it is... If you if you send taxes as these are called, yeah. it's always been much easier for governments to do. Right. Whether it's alcohol, booze, right. gambling. We love the booze though. Yeah. We would be very well much harmed by the booze, but we're okay with the cigarette tax. Yeah, with the stuff that I drink, the tax really doesn't matter. It's just <laughs> icing on the gravy. Callan twenty five. So basically what's going on is the you know, we're we're doing a little bit of shifting. Right. Because general revenue to roads, Medicaid to general revenue, and then that dollar increase in the cigarette tax, All right. that, is what we'll, that is what we'll cover Medicaid. All right, we're going to take a quick break here from our underwriters. When we come back, there's another side to this equation. That is the upper chamber, the Senate. House passed a uh, tax increase last year. Senate came in and said, we're not doing that. We'll find out from Abdul if he thinks this year something will get done. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. 
This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 930. More information about our flavors and specialty sundaes can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides childcare for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. This is Dave Thomas for TNT Tax. TNT Tax is a local small business that performs tax preparation for personal and sole proprietor businesses as well as LLCs. My wife and I have been preparing taxes together in our family-owned business for 25 years. TNT Tax is located at 53 89 Rockville Road, Suite 900 in Indianapolis. Our phone number is 317-244-7900. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Our guest, the one and only Abdul. He has breaking news for us. So breaking that we were not allowed to post it until this afternoon. It's the uh, unveiling of the, the House budget plan, which, of course, everybody has their eyes on road funding. In the last segment, we talked about how they're planning to pay for the $300 million, which will be immediately infused into uh, being put to use for roads and bridges and et cetera. Now, let's get to the other side of the equation, which is the upper chamber, the Senate. Uh, last year, the House passed a something similar, not the same, but something similar. Senate came in and said, we're not doing that. Governor Pence, uh, seeking re-election at the time, said he was not doing that. And that plan went away. This year, does the Senate, are they more, um, do they have a more open appetite for some sort of tax increase for roads? It is much easier to have funding discussions during budget years than during non-budget years, okay. just because of the nature of how Indiana's bienniums work. Also, when everybody's not up for re-election. Well, Everybody's like, oh, well, you're always up for re-election. But when you do something during a budget year, it's much easier to have those conversations about dollars and cents and revenue. Right. Because also you get revenue projections and forecasts, and you have, you have a lot more data to make a lot more informed decisions about you know, how dollars and cents are going to yeah. be spent. Also, uh, since that past year, too, what we've also had was a lot more uh, sort of the first study you know, about Indiana's road, road needs. They had a summer study committee, so... And the senators have a lot more data and a lot more information at their disposal today than they did, say, a year ago, you know, when all these discussions were going on. Oh, and by the way, it's important to remember, House Republicans did pass a tax increase during an election year, and only two maybe lost re-election, and that really had nothing to do 
with, with the gas tax. It was really more about just where they were in a presidential year right. in Indiana. So, the, will the Senate go along with this? It's I'm not sure yet. I know senators have always been sort of waiting to see what comes out of the what comes out of the House Republican plan. Like I said, the measure was introduced today. They'll have you know some votes, and they'll sort of be wrapped up by early next week. I do know uh, Senator Kenley has always been very skeptical uh, about those sales tax revenues being totally shifted over to Rose because what he worries about is you get in some weird, funky economic situations. Then all you're doing is just going back you know, to the taxpayers and asking for more money when instead it ought to be the use, people who are using the roads and using services, let those be the ones, be that sort of direct source uh, of funding. Now, like I said, since this plan came out you know, this morning, uh, I haven't had a chance to talk to Senator Kenley yet and get you know, his thoughts, his reaction, but I do know uh, up on IndyPolitics.org probably in the next day or two, we plan to have some of that. Uh, our buddy Merritt, who we do the Capital Happenings uh, podcast show with, uh, every time, every week, I try to press him on the uh, Rhodes funding bill, and I gather that the Senate really doesn't want any part of that, and they've just said, um, yeah, that's the House's problem, and we'll deal with it when they're done with it. Well, actually, they, they do want to deal with it, but what they're also trying to do is there's they, a certain amount of respect from each chamber, which is, you know what, those guys are dealing with it right now, Let's wait and see what they bring us, because as they know, the situation could change because, you know, proposals get introduced, you know, there are amendments, there's no guarantee right. that stuff gets voted out. So why stick your foot in your mouth and right. comment on something that you haven't necessarily seen, you know, the, fi- the final product? So do they have the same rule in the Senate that the, the big Senate, the federal Senate does, which I didn't even know about until this whole Warren thing happened, where you're not supposed to speak ill of the ill of the colleagues and if you do the, you, you get in trouble yeah the senate has a rule that you don't impugn the integrity right of, of other senators on the floor you can disagree and right. i've seen some you know very heated debates on you know public policy discussion but in, in indiana particularly both the house and senate have this rule that you don't attack the the, the character or the right. integrity you know of another member on the floor so like half my game plan if i were a senator would be out the door right pretty much okay so I'm going to really need to rethink things if I'm ever going to run for public office again. Yeah, a little. A l- I have found a little self-restraint goes a long way. That you can, the ah, perfect line, young Jedi. As a friend of mine, when I lived in Europe, we were dating. Her dad was a diplomat at the Munich consulate. We were having dinner one night. And he said, "Abdul, I just want you to want you to know, the true art of diplomacy is to be able to tell somebody to go to hell and have them look forward to the trip." <laughs> He said, if you can do that, that, sir, is true <laughs> diplomacy. Get our guest is the one and only Abdul. Okay, so uh, if you were to put uh, money on it right now, will we see a tax increase this year on roads, uh, on gasoline to fund roads and bridges in the state of Indiana? Yeah, you're going to have to because the, the current resources aren't enough. And, and see, and here's something to keep in mind. You have, you, when you talk about roads and road construction, you have to remember you're talking about inflationary measures. The cost of materials are more. The cost of the labor is more. The only thing that hasn't gone up is the revenue source to pay for those materials. You know, when the good folks here at you know, you know, central Indiana today, when, you're, when your costs start to go up, you have to find new sources of revenue to keep matching. So I come begging to people yeah, like you. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> guess what? And people like me are happy to support you know, because we think it's a very valuable service. Right. Just like 267 right outside this studio. Is part of the problem, because I was thinking this other, I got so many emails and social media correspondence on this thing. Bosma tweeted out some funny tweet about roads and what they call it, legislative Valentine's Day messaging. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I've 
seen that. Yeah, and he basically said that, and I'm paraphrasing here, uh, that if you don't like the Rhodes plan, you're a mean person. And is the problem, people want to hate Brian Bosma because he sort of does come off as the House of Cards guy, and people, anything that comes out from him, people go, that's a terrible idea because we don't like him. Uh, I think there's a, I think there is a, there's a segment of the population that's just anti-tax, period. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. I'm a, but I'm a poor guy. Like, I'm really going to struggle if they tell me it's an extra 150 bucks a year. But you, I'm going I'm to be on my motor scooter coming to the studio here pretty soon. Yeah, but what, what was the last time you did you spend any money recently getting your alignments worked on? Well, I hit a deer, and uh, that was very expensive. Well, you know, well maybe. And that was not because I hit a pothole. It was because well, I hit a deer. So well, what's the next thing? Are we going to have fences all around all the state highways to prevent deers from hopping over? I mean, it's just Well, I, I, I would argue if your roads were bigger, your deers wouldn't be crossing. I'm just or better saying, yet, maybe a few people would shoot the deer more well, often. But don't you, <laughs> you get it? You're a marketing person. You market yourself so well. You understand messaging is such a big thing. When you come out to people and go, well, you're going to spend $491 this year when you hit a pothole if you don't if we don't raise your taxes here, that here, insults people's actually, intelligence you see I, I message it a little differently which is plain and simple do you people want your roads fixed or not well and why they, don't they, they hire no, you, no. you because I'm kind of this is where me and your favorite president kind of have something in common which is my thing is you want your road fixed or not yes then shut up and let me fix them yeah Okay, speaking of... We're Not you directly, but you no, see no, my... No, people yeah. tell me to shut up all the time. Uh, we're gonna take By the way, up. how is Haley doing? She's doing so great. She's so uh, very wonderful. Um, she t- she tells she never tells me to shut up. She just sits and listens and she smiles. Smells, you know, she just says, honey, I think you just need to take a deep breath. She would, uh, she would do a much better job at this than me because she's far more likable. We're going to take another quick break. Uh, Abdul mentioned my favorite president, Donald uh, Trump. Now, of course, his vice president is our former governor, Mike Pence. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we might end up being president. Well, well, well we're going to talk about that. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. Rob Kendall here, speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. You're listening to Central Indiana Today. I'm Rob Kendall. Our guest today, the one and only Abdul. Uh, Okay, so uh, we closed the last segment talking about, uh, very briefly, about President Trump. I love the Trumpster. He's the president. I, I just... It was like what I would be if I were rich and president. It'd be great. Um, but his vice president... And your staff would be leaking stuff left well, and right. Nobody can well, shut Well, okay. So the, the big deal now, of course, Mike Pence is his vice president, our former governor. Uh, Pence looked kind of bad the other day with this whole thing with Michael Flynn, who was the national security advisor and uh, apparently had some correspondence with the Russians and told Pence something different than what he did. And then now all these rumors are coming out saying that Pence is out of the loop and not in the inner circle. You know, you talk to everybody around here who still knows Pence and deals with him. Uh, where does he stand? Is he in the loop? Is he a chief advisor? Does he know what's going on? I think what part of your 
part of the issue is uh, with the Trump administration, and it's not uncommon for new administrations who, you know, who are still getting their sea legs. I mean, the, the I mean, all due fairness to the president, he hasn't been in office 30 days. And he doesn't have a cabinet. 30, 30 days yet. He doesn't even have a cabinet. But what, what you do have is it's, I jokingly say it's almost like House of Cards meets Game of Thrones <laughs> with a little bit of Veep thrown in for, for sprinkled on the, on, on the top. Because what you've got is you, you, you have a president who the who the who who likes to reward loyalty? Sure, that is Donald Trump's yeah. thing. Who is who is loyal to me? Yeah. Sometimes that is not the best way to pick your team of people because loyalty means two different things to different people. Is loyalty someone who will always have your back, or is loyalty was always someone who will look out for your interests? And uh, and I say that because sometimes you need to tell the chief executive officer stuff that they don't want to hear, which you're good at, right? And yeah. to me. That is a true loyal aide or assistant. You will not tell me what I want to hear. You will tell me what I need to know. It's what, like being the consigliere in the mafia. Right, right. exactly. Yeah, Whether yeah. I want to hear it or not. Right. But the problem is, you and I think Trump has kind of done this on purpose, he sort of factionalized the West Wing of the White House. So on the one hand, you've got the Kellyanne Conway group over here. You've got the Sean Spicer group over here. You've got the O'Bannon people that kind of have their own agenda over here and you have these competing interests yeah. because from what I've been able to gather from people who've interacted with the president, usually the last person to speak to him has the most influence. It's like slow pitch softball. Whoever bats last yeah. wins. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And that's kind of where it is. So that they also know that the president watches a lot of television. He right. loves the, you know, the Foxes and the, you know, he watched and the dog CNN. He watches a lot of those kind of talking sure. head shows. Yeah. So guess what? People have realized that I may not be able to get to the president in this meeting today, but you know what? I can leak something to Fox or MSNBC or CNN, and guess what? When I'm on television and he's watching, then that will be the way. So he's creating his own problem in, yes. many, in much in many. So where does Pence come in on this? How do you lie to the vice president? And then the, now the rumor is like for 11 days Trump knew about it and just said, ah, whatever. Well, I think once again, part of what the what the issue and the problem is is you know. Trump has that loyalty team, and it's not that you know Mike Pence isn't loyal, you know, to the president. But these are people that the president's probably known, you know, a little bit longer and has longer, you know, relationships. Yeah. And by the way, you know, presidents and vice presidents don't always necessarily communicate with each other. Yeah. So, uh, do you get the feeling that there is friction? Are you hearing that there's some friction between those two? Because I never thought that was a relationship that was going to work long term. I think Pence did a nice job on the campaign, but I've always thought that that was not going to work out. It is it is a relationship that's going to take a lot is going to take a long time to develop. Yeah. Because they didn't necessarily have that natural chemistry. Yeah. And they hadn't known each other, you know, for any real long period of time, have like long time. Right. And they're nothing look, alike, right? Right. Yeah. You know, they're these these guys are really the new odd couple. I mean, Felix Unger and Oscar Oscar Madison. And if you look at what uh, there was a story in political actually put in my Indie Politics Daily email about how Pence is sort of building his own government right. with appointees in certain places. Now, the conspiracy theorists will say, well, he's just getting ready for 2019. So right. if, he, if he takes over as president, I think the, I think the problem is, is that Donald Trump is, is coming to the slow realization that governing and campaigning are two totally different You can't fire things. the Congress. No. And and somebody said this the other day, the biggest issue that he has 
is that you've got holdovers from not just Obama's administration, but Bush's administration, who just despise everything he stands for and will try to sabotage him on every front, who are in the bureaucracy, right? I mean, they're, they're what you'd call, you know, government workers. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're fighting you're fighting more on multiple fronts. You have a Congress that doesn't trust you, let's be brutally honest, and they kind of have their own agenda. You have a bureaucracy that has its own agenda, and you've got your own staff that is engaging and infighting, and they have all of their own agendas as well. So you got all these moving parts. So once again, House of Cards meets right. Game of Thrones with a little bit of Veep thrown in, sprinkled for good measure. And I need Trump to do well. I've got a lot. I've got a lot uh, staked on Trump doing well. So we need to, we need him to get it in gear. Although I think policy wise, he's done some good things so far. Well, see, but I would argue policy wise, hasn't really done anything. Well, he got the Keystone thing rolling, real reeled back some regulations. Uh, well, if you if you if you look at the executive orders and do sort of a deep dive, a lot of them are really more like memorandums of understanding, right? Which is we're we're going to your attorney hat that you're putting yes, on here. Yes, we're going to look at doing this. We're going to talk about doing this. Our goal is going to be to do X, Y, yeah, Z. Sure. For example, the immigration raids that everybody well and got, let's, that let's, people on the far right and far left both got worked over. Let's close. Let's close Guess on what? that. These are going on already, right? And it, and, the, and Donald Trump really isn't doing anything that Barack Obama hadn't already started. So once again, we get worked up, but. Yeah. What are we really getting worked up? Well, on? let's close on something that uh, I think you can provide some good insight on. That is the the ban on people coming into the country from seven different nations. You are a Muslim American. Um, uh, what are your thoughts on that? And are were you offended by it, or does the Muslim American community are they offended by? It? I mean, I'm, look, I, look I, I'm a Christian, but I would say, look, if there's some a Christian nation that wants to harm America, and the president believes that. Ban him. It doesn't. Well, I don't well, see an attack on me. Well, well, if you're going to do that, then you really need to go to Saudi Arabia because well, that's where most of those nine eleven hijackers well, came from. Well, I mean, from. that's, that's but, fine. Yeah, but, but we don't buy oil from other <laughs> places because it's called money involved. No, here's here's my problem I have with the president's executive order. The the president clearly has the authority to do you know temporary travel bans. Right. Where the Trump people made a mistake was they didn't take two or three days to just have everybody sort of double check and sort of dot your eyes and cross your t's because when people have already been vetted already have their visas, already have their green cards, you can't just pull the rug right. underneath without any kind of due, right. due process. Which you could do at Trump Industries, you cannot do it as president. Right, exactly. And, by, and, by the way, and when the Trump people did that, that opened the door for the yelling and screaming and gnashing of teeth, because then all the story was the, the mom from, sure. from you know, this country, and, and, and where I don't think they really vetted, for example, one of the people that was coming back and on his way here was an interpreter in Iraq who would help the American forces, you know, root out Al Qaeda, ISIS, and the old Saddam Hussein right. regime. We tell this guy, by the way, no, you can't come here. Wait a second, but we're about to send him back to Iraq, where it's going to be a death sentence after this guy just helped us out. Right. And it's stories like that that are really personal and really resonate. Had they just taken a step back, they could say, hey, you know what? The Obama administration had this travel ban from these seven places. We're going to continue this. Until we get our get our act together, but, but he needs part, an Abdul. They, he they, needs an Abdul. Yeah, yes, they do, but they <laughs> probably can't afford me. <laughs> well, they they probably could, but we'd have to have some serious negotiations. All right, uh, where can people hear you again? 
Uh, you can hear me uh, weeknights at 6, uh, 93 WIBC, also IndyPolitics.org, and uh, IndyStar, RTV6, and just do a Google search, Abdul Hakeem Shabazz, and, and try to skip over the Facebook chatter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, don't forget, if you missed any part of today's uh, show, you can check out the podcast anytime you want. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can download the show right to your smartphone or tablet, totally free of charge. Just search Central Indiana today. You can go back and listen anytime you want. As always, our podcast presented by McDonald's. Until next time, I'm Rob Kendall. So have yourself a great evening. You've been listening to the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. Hey, Hendricks County, this is radio and TV commentator Abdul Hakim Shabazz, the editor and publisher of IndyPolitics.org. It's the place where smart Hoosiers get their news. Although the State House is just a few miles away, we know sometimes it seems like a million miles. But you know what? When it comes to issues like road funding, schools, putting more Hoosiers to work, and fighting the drug epidemic, those issues hit close to home. That's why we want you to bookmark IndyPolitics.org. At IndyPolitics.org, we bring you in-depth, comprehensive coverage of the big issues facing Indiana. And we also bring you Indiana's newsmakers in their entirety. And here's what's even better doesn't cost you a thing. So pay us a visit, indypolitics.org. It's where smart Hoosiers get their news. This is Amanda Johnson with Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a locally owned ice cream shop located at 1022 East Main Street in Brownsburg. We offer delicious ice cream cones, sundaes, shakes, malts, and bubble tea. Wiley's is open Sunday through Thursday, 1230 to 9, Friday and Saturday, 12 to 9.30. More information about our flavors and specialty Sundays can be found on our Facebook page or Instagram account by searching Wiley's Brownsburg. Wiley's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today. Go Bulldogs! This is Jody Harley with Brownsburg Academy. Brownsburg Academy provides child care for families with classes focusing on child development. Brownsburg Academy provides daily activity reports, progress reports, and monthly newsletters to parents. Our hours of operations are 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Brownsburg Academy is located at 685 Patrick Place. More information can be found at brownsburgacademy.com or by calling 317-858-8033. This is Dave Thomas for TNT Tax. TNT Tax is a local small business that performs tax preparation for personal and sole proprietor businesses as well as LLCs. 
My wife and I have been preparing taxes together in our family-owned business for 25 years. TNT Tax is located at 5389 Rockville Road, Suite 900 in Indianapolis. Our phone number is 317-244-7900. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. Rob Kendall here speaking with Donald James from Impact Youth Mentoring. Donald, what is Impact Youth Mentoring? Rob, we are a not-for-profit group pairing mentors with at-risk youth in Hendricks County and developing tomorrow's leaders. How long has Impact Youth been around and how many children have been impacted? We were formed in 2011 and have impacted more than 125 kids through our mentoring and after-school tutoring services. So how can folks get involved with Impact Youth? We are always in need of some good folks who are interested in becoming a mentor for children in Hendricks County who could use mentoring. And if someone wants more information? You can find us on Facebook by searching Impact Youth Mentoring or at our website, impactyouthmentoring.org. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.